This is Brain Diet, episode number 105. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Let me tell you something. Right now, I feel like a superhero. And here's why. For someone who has worn glasses and contacts for almost two decades, I had LASIK done yesterday. And now I had my one day post-op appointment with my doctor and both eyes are at 2015 vision. So I feel like an actual superhero because for my eyes to work as well as they do is so different to how they were before. I had terrible vision before and I, it was like magic. Like what we live in a world with technological advancements to the point where they can do surgery on your eyeballs that lasts about 10 minutes that within hours totally corrects your vision. Like I had it done yesterday morning and by the evening I was like watching TV and reading subtitles. Like what? Mind blown. I seriously feel like an, a superhero and I don't know that that will ever wear off because it seems so magical to be able to see the magic of sight. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm really excited. My eyes are working so well. Everything went well. It's just amazing. And I thought it was well suited to the topic that I'm recording today. It wasn't really on purpose, but I wrote this episode before the procedure, but I was like, man, that fits right into what we're talking about today. We are talking about before and after. It seems to me that we live in a society of before and after. I think that people like contrast, people like shock and awe, people like to see change that seems to be for the better. For example, there are many of those home renovation, home decorating shows, and usually the culmination of the show is showing the after. It's like, this is what it was before, and this is what it is after. And they do things like this with people as well, these makeover shows. People used to do it more. I remember growing up seeing this in the late 90s, early 2000s, like these makeover things on talk shows. I think they even do stuff like this on morning news segments where it's like some type of makeover where they change people's external appearance. You know what I'm talking about. Another example of the before and after that I think is kind of interesting is like in movies, there is a before and after when it comes to romance and relationships. So it's like the people before the relationship, before they fall in love, and then there are the people after they fall in love. And usually in the TV show, in the movie, one person is one way, but then when they fall in love, something changes. It's like the person that never wanted to be married, and then all of a sudden they changed and want to be married to this one person. And I'm not saying any of this is bad, but I do think it's interesting to notice how so much of our entertainment and I, our society in general is like a before and after perspective. 
Now, obviously, one of the most commonly used before and afters are when it comes to bodies and weight loss. There are many, it's not hard to find before and after pictures on social media of people that have lost weight. And again, I'm all about that. That's great. But I do think it's worth talking about because what I tend to see is in all of these scenarios, it's almost implicit that the before isn't as good and the after is happily ever after. Now, it's not necessarily that clean cut, but I think that that is kind of an underlying theme with a lot of these ideas within society that it's like before bad, after good, before is less than, and then the after is the peak, the reveal of the brand new home, the reveal of the brand new outfit, makeup and hair, the reveal of running off into the sunset after you've gotten married or something along those lines, the reveal of the body after you've lost the weight. And I think the reason that this can be problematic for us is that the after is assumed to be the end. It's like, okay, now that we have gotten to the after, this is it. Roll the credits. It is now done. But if you think about it, for anything in our life, when we assume something is at its finale, that it is at its end, we will fight to keep it the same. For example, when I got brand new carpet, we had this like, I even took before and after pictures because I was so excited about getting brand new carpet. I didn't want anyone walking on it. I didn't want anyone wearing shoes. I, I, like, I didn't want anyone walking on it, period. I didn't want it to be touched. I had this after, this brand new beautiful carpet and I wanted to keep it that way. Another example is when my son gets a haircut, his hair grows so fast. I feel like young boys, that tends to be the case, right? Where you get the haircut and it looks so nice. And by day two or three, I'm like, your hair just grew back in two days. Like, what the crap, dude? Why, why does your hair grow so fast? And I like fight and I'm like, I'm going to do it every day and I'm going to try and keep it. And, um, I don't know anything about hair, but I'm going to like try to do my best to keep it the way that it is right after the haircut. And I never can. And in fact, I do the same thing with my own hair when I get it styled. I remember when I was doing modeling gigs in high school and college, I would have these hairstylists do my hair and makeup in the most amazing ways, like ways that I was never able to do for myself. And by the time the show, the gig was over, I was like, I want to keep this. How can I keep this the same? How can I drag this out? How can I recreate this? And I was never able to, right? And it was like trying to fight against something that wasn't meant to last, right? It's the same thing with houses. Like you can have a brand new house, but if you have more children or something of the like, you might outgrow the house. Or just as you think about like a body after having a baby, a female body after having a baby, there's kind of the like after, you know, one year after having a baby, I've lost all the baby weight. And it's almost like it's at the end, but it completely ignores the fact that life keeps going, that things keep happening. So when we look at anything in our life as an after, like, okay, this is my after carpet. I've got it. It's brand new. We set ourselves up for disappointment when inevitable changes happen. Life happens after the after. 
like and especially those makeover shows I remember even thinking as a kid being like okay so they got a brand new outfit maybe two or three outfits makeup hair done they're just gonna go home and take it off like it's not really gonna stay that way my son's hair doesn't stay the same my carpet didn't stay the same my house when we bought it hasn't stayed the same and my body after having two babies and losing weight and gaining weight it's never stayed the same there actually hasn't ever been an after because life is always happening. Sometimes my house is really clean and sometimes my house is really dirty, but it's not a start or a finish. It's just the process of being alive. What if there is no before and after with anything? Because even think about this, like with the LASIK that I just had. There was what my vision was before, which was terrible. And then there's the after. Like I'm a day and a half after the surgery. I have 2015 vision. But do you want to know something? My vision is probably going to change. Whether it's in years, whether it's in days, my vision isn't going to stay exactly where it is now. It will fluctuate. And I was even told when I got the surgery, they said, yeah, and when you turn 40, it's likely that you will need readers just because of the lens hardening and all of the things. And so it's like, yes, while this is an after, and I'm totally happy enjoying this after that I get to see, if I try to hold on to this, when it inevitably changes, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to freak out a little bit. I'm going to think that something has gone wrong. Let's also look at a body, just because I think before and afters with bodies are one of the more major things that we tend to see. With a body, there is only ever during Okay, there is not before and after with a body. Because think on the grand scale. If you look at your body over the course of your life, it has changed so much from when you were a kid to a teenager to an adult to growing into the midlife to growing old. Like your body is constantly changing on a grand scale, right? Year to year, your body changes a lot because it undergoes a lot of different things and stresses and different forms of exercise and movement. Like there's so much stimulus that we can put upon our body that can change it. It can also change day to day based on things it's exposed to. Your sleep habits, your water intake, the foods that you are eating or are not eating, your fiber. There are so many different facets to why the body is what it is at that moment in time. Bodies are so dynamic. So on a grand scale or on a day-to-day scale, bodies are constantly changing. And so if we have a, this is my before picture, and then this is where I am after, I'm at my goal weight, and we fight to keep it the same, when these changes happen, again, we might come at it from the place of wait, I got to my after and it changed, something has gone wrong. And also we might get to our goal weight and then prioritize different things. Like there are different seasons in life to focus on fat loss. And so sometimes when that season is over, maybe your focus turns to getting stronger or just the focus shifts to something else in your life entirely that isn't focused on body at all, whether it's less on food and more on family or I don't know what, right? Like you could change your focus entirely and not necessarily be focusing on every single bite that you're eating. Regardless, you don't ever finish when it comes to your health. Your health and your weight and your body fat percentage 
are constantly changing and rightfully so because we need our body to be able to respond to our environment in order to allow it to help us right it's like if we are putting on body fat it's because our body is thinking okay you know what we have this extra caloric intake let's do something awesome and let's store it a little bit just so that we have that in case of emergency kind of like you have food storage in a house fat on a body is like food storage there and so then when there is less food or not access to food or if you intentionally put yourself into a caloric deficit the body's like great we plan for this i'm onto it i'm going to go into the body and access the fat stores to use for energy because we want to survive and do well like bodies are amazing with the way that they can adapt to what we put them through so essentially when we use before and afters as a reference or a motivator it isn't a fair comparison Because with you, with your body, there is only during. There is only during this year of your life, during this pregnancy of your life, during this day of your life. There's going to be your body on day 30,000, and then there's going to be your body on day 30,001. You can't go backwards or forwards in days or in phases. There is just constant change, sometimes large, sometimes small, but it never stays the same. I think this is kind of an amazing thing because then being with our body during whatever phase we're in opens us up to be more accepting of it. Like, oh, today I'm just during the phase of being bloated and then maybe tomorrow I won't be. But regardless, neither phase is wrong or right. It is just your body doing what bodies do. Here's another thing that is interesting when it comes to before and after is before we have one set of problems. After we have a different set of problems. Just because we have problems before doesn't mean that by changing it, we eliminate problems altogether. In any of these examples, a home, a body, a relationship, there are going to be problems that you have before and there are going to be problems that you have after. Now, sometimes we want that after set of problems, but we shouldn't be under the assumption that it's quote unquote better. What I mean by that is I would way rather have the problem of kids that push me to my limits and cause me to really challenge myself and stretch myself. That's like a problem that I would want to have over not having kids at all. But before I had kids, I had a different set of problems. It wasn't worse then and better now, and it wasn't better then and worse now. It's just a different phase of life with good and bad within all of it. I would way rather have the problem of cleaning a big house that fits all of us than having a place that wasn't big enough for us. That's a problem I would choose, right? However, I am not under the guise that it's better. It's just problems that I want to choose on purpose. In all of these before and afters, there are problems on both sides of the picture. There's difficulty in being overweight and not feeling great, not sleeping great, not feeling capable of movement. And then there's also difficulty in maintaining a lower body fat percentage. There is difficulty on either side. It's not bad to good, and it's not hard to easy. It's just some version of all of that that 
shifts to a different flavor. So if you feel like you are chasing an after, I want to challenge you to just be during this phase, during whatever the phase is for you. If there's a lot of good, if there's a lot of bad, just to be during it, to be with it. I also want to speak to the idea of before and after when maybe you liked the before better. Like my body before a baby was so much better than my body now or my body 10 years ago, my body when I was playing sports before all of this was better or my relationship with my spouse before we had kids or the relationship before the breakup. If we look at anything and we believe that the before was better, this is when the information from before isn't relevant. Whatever it is before, even if we choose to believe that it was better, when we put our focus here, we take our focus away from the future. For me, when my mind goes to the past in any regard and thinks, oh, it was better there, I remind myself, when I focus on the past, I don't take action to create something even more awesome in the future. I remind myself, thinking about my past in this way will do absolutely nothing for me. There's no need to stay here mentally. Because when I think about my past in a way where I assume that some part of it was better, it doesn't help me feel good. It doesn't lead to taking useful action and it doesn't help me create anything different. It doesn't help me change anything. So if you find your mind drifting to the past and thinking it was better before, this is a beautiful opportunity for some mental management. To ask yourself genuinely, what is the upside in me focusing on the past and believing that it was better than it is now? Really, what is the upside? Does it actually lead you to create something better in the future? Because for me, I've never found that for myself. I've never seen that where dwelling on the past in that way creates a better future. In fact, you often just create more of what you've created in the past for the worse, right? Luckily, whether the before is what you want or whether the before is the worst off situation, however you look at it, there's never a before or an after. And I wouldn't wish that for you. I wouldn't wish that there was a before and an after. That would be so final. And if the after was a negative stage, what a bummer, right? If you did yearn for the before and then there was an after and you didn't like that after, man, that would be such a bummer if that was the end. But luckily it's not. When we can just be during whatever phase we are in, it allows us to be more open to things evolving and less resistant to the not so great phases. When we can just say, this is where I'm at. This is just what's happening. And you know what? It's probably going to change tomorrow. It might even change in an hour. It might even change in a minute. But for right now, this is where I'm at. Because then what happens is that presence allows you to say, this is happy. I'm feeling happy and I can enjoy this. And then you can also say, man, this is sucky. I hate this. And it won't last forever. I can just be here and allow this to suck for a while. I think that being during any phase kind of embodies the idea of going with the flow. 
you've heard that, but have you ever really considered that going with the flow just means saying, yeah, now things are great and that's great. Or yeah, now things are terrible and that's okay too. I can just allow it to be terrible because everything is constantly changing, both externally and internally. So if you notice yourself chasing an after, I want you to consider that there isn't one and that the best gift you can give to yourself is to just be during this phase, whatever this phase is. If you're happy, sad, anxious, elated, just let that be the current phase and know that it will change because we can pretty realistically depend on things constantly changing, whether it's our homes that we're living in or the bodies that we're living in, there will be change. So thank goodness there is no before and there is no after. There is just now and making peace with whatever is happening for you now. And then once you make peace with that, the good or the bad, it opens up the space to create something deliberate for yourself in the future. So be where you are now and know that nothing has gone wrong. Whether it's a perceived before phase or an after phase, nothing is wrong. You are just during a phase. You are just in the space of your life and having a very human experience. That is all I have for you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.